0: All right, team, let's do this. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Health Equity from the Front Lines. Let me do that again. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. What's the name of this thing, man?
1: Health Equity from the Front (laughs) Lines. I'm your co-host, Dr. Efrain Talamante. Oh,
0: I get it. I I, I got it. I know what's missing. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go.
1: Man, he's been cheating on us, Marco. Uh, we should doing another podcast oh, on the side. Oh, man.
2: Is that right? <laughs> here we go.
0: Welcome to the Institute Podcast. Health equity from the front lines. I'm Dr. Efrain Talamantes, and I'm joined by Dr. Marco Angulo and Dr. Roger Liu. Welcome to another episode of the Institute Podcast. I'm Dr. Efraín Talamantes, Medical Director for the AltaMed Institute for Health Equity. And I'm joined by my two colleagues and co-hosts, Dr. Roger Liu.
1: And I'm Dr. Roger Liu, Director of Medical Education for the AltaMed Institute for Health Equity. And Dr. Marco Angulo.
2: And I'm Dr. Marco Angulo, Core Faculty at the AltaMed Family Medicine Residency Program. We're proud to be coming to you live from the famous AltaMed University University at 2035 Camfield Avenue in Commerce, California on the third floor.
0: We have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Ilan Shapiro, who's our medical director for health education and wellness. Uh, Not only a celebrity, uh, but a true advocate for our communities and more importantly, a pediatrician who really understands the struggle that many of our patients face in accessing great pediatric care. And uh, Dr. Angulo, can you share a little bit about why we decided to invite Dr. Ilan Shapiro with us?
2: Well, I got to tell you, this guy, uh, Dr. Ilan Shapiro, just just by him coming into a room, just blows up the room and excites everybody. I've I've never seen someone get so so worked up and work everybody else up. It's pretty amazing. Now, I go home and I turn on the TV set. And he's on TV. I turn i switch the channels, and he's on an, another TV set. And I'm thinking, like, oh my god, how many interviews is this guy doing? He is absolutely the face of med and he's the face of our community. Yep. And I just, I love his energy. Uh, he's the medical director for health education and wellness, and we work side by side with each other on the third floor. It's so amazing that we have
1: him for the show. We booked him. He's here. We got him. Let's get excited. Let's do it. Hey, I was I was really lucky to uh, get a chance to see his amazing curriculum, vitae, his resume, which reads like an encyclopedia. So I'm going to I'm going to pull out some highlights if I can. In 2018, he was honored by the Mexican Consul General receiving the prestigious Oatley Award which is one of the highest recognitions given by the Mexican government for his work on the Ventanillas de Salud, work expanding healthcare programs for Mexican immigrants residing in the United States, Dr. Shapiro has acted as a medical advisor for the Mexican Consulate. In 2011, he was invited to become a part of the White House Hispanic Policy Group to educate the Hispanic community on the Health Care Act policy, aka the Affordable Care Act. He actively participates on a variety of boards, including being the first Hispanic physician to serve on the Sargent Shriver Center Board, A spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics actively involved in National Hispanic Medical Association, a fellow of the National Physicians Alliance, a huge advocate for medical students, both international and locally. I'm a big fan of his. Welcome, Dr. Shapiro. It's great to have you.
3: Oh, it's an honor. I have been hearing your podcast for the past months and it has been a joy to actually share the, the this space that other giants have been here. Then thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Shapiro. I know personally, Uh, We have a long history. I met you at the National Hispanic Medical Association Conference and was just blown away by your energy and enthusiasm, but more importantly, your commitment to our communities. And it's a real honor to work with you and have uh, a good time on this show. Uh, We get to learn a little bit about you. Let's start off with the first question. If you were to describe yourself, uh, how would you uh, share a little bit about yourself to us?
3: always looking for something to make an impact. I'm very useful on creating things and and bringing a network of different people to solve problems. And at an early age in in Mexico, I started to see a lot of issues with the community and and a lot of uh, youth problems, uh, especially with with, uh, the outskirts of Mexico City. Then uh, I, I saw that there were a lot of kids that had the same possibility of being good or bad. Um, and a lot of them actually ended up in gangs uh, and, and I saw the structure of the Boy Scouts and I said, well, what's the difference between a gang and and the Boy Scouts? And in reality, it's almost the same. You know, you have, you know, friendship, you have leadership, you have a lot of things. But the people that end up in gangs never had an exposure to to create that energy to something positive. And, and I love to create. I love to dream. Right? I always like to be present in, in conversation.
0: Wow. Thank you, Dr. Shapiro. And uh, what, what has your life uh, been like uh, in, in the past few months as we've tackled this COVID-19 pandemic? And what are some of the lessons you've learned um, as a pediatrician as you think about the patients you care for and how we, how we have to care for our patients
3: differently today? The first thing is only totally constant in life is actually change. Uh, and hearing a lot of stories from, from, from the families that I take care of that family that has passed away, um, you know, la abuelita and abuelito, the grandpa and grandma that died because of COVID-19. And I'm seeing the struggle from every side of of, of this fight against COVID. And uh, sadly, uh, our community is being hit hard. One of the things that we're seeing, especially with the families, is that stay away from clinics, stay at home, make sure that you need to be safe. But right now, even though we have COVID, we still have diabetes. We still have all this stuff. Kids need their vaccinations. And, Right now, we're having the conversation to bring them back to the clinics to make sure that we don't have any other things, bacteria and viruses that we're already tackling, to make sure that we're preventing all that services.
1: Thank you, Dr. Shapiro. We often use the term professional as personal. That is, the work we do comes from and is influenced by our many life experiences, both good and bad. Can you talk about your path to becoming a physician dedicated to the underserved community?
3: You know, all my life I was living in Mexico City. You see that the the difference between you know neighborhood to neighborhood, and and you go to the, the the outskirts, and it's very different from the inner city, and you see the disparities that you have there. And I was actually aware with that part. I always worked with uh, youth. I was part of the Boy Scouts, part of the Red Cross. I was I was doing disaster relief, and I talked to my to my family. I told them, you know what, I, I want to be. I had no idea what what the meaning of this, but I wanted to be an international doctor. And they were like, what? You're going to go to Africa? Like, no, it's not Africa. And and after that, in in Spanish, the word that I I describe is I want to do public health policy. That's in English. But when you translate that in Spanish, I want to do public health politics because there's policy and politics. They don't match. It sounds more like politics. Then my abuela, you know, like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to spend all your bread and you're going to go to politics. Like, you're (laughs) you're going to be corrupt and everything. And I didn't understand. I said, no, no, I actually want to do Create projects and be a doctor and be out there with the community and stuff like that. And I had the opportunity uh, after finishing my my uh, MD career to apply for to work in the government. And um, I got a job. And I ended up I ended up being the liaison between the WHO, the World Health Organization, and the Mexican Secretary of Health. I loved it. And then my father was like, "Oh, now I understand the international part." And I was based in Geneva, and I loved the entire thing. I loved the the, the situation of being in Mexico and understanding, you know, what, what was happening in los los pueblitos, the little towns. I love how to network. I love how to build. I always wanted to create, and what's the best way to create is to become a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, you know, when we are old, like the four of us, we, are, we already have our things. That hey, speak, very,
0: your, speak 30, for yourself.
3: I'm 21. i I'm, I'm 21. am 21. I'm still 21. Yeah, I'm <laughs> still 21. Um, when we get old, we have our things. But with kids, we actually have a team there are called Cards. There are your team members, and you're part of their team members, and you function like a coach, and you can do amazing things with them. And whatever you do for 18 years will become the investment for more than 80 years. I I was in love with that. I was like, yes, that's that's evolution. That's investment. That's what I want to do.
1: Thank you, Dr. Shapiro. May I ask what led you to Ultimed?
3: I I started actually at Mount Sinai Hospital and I loved it. I was in the middle of, of, of real Chicago between... You know the the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, and the African Americans inside of the the, the West Side of, of of Chicago, and I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And I continue my my journey. I ended up working with migrant workers in uh, Fort Myers, uh, near uh, something called Imocali. That's one of the poorest areas uh, for migrant workers in in the U.S. And and I was very blessed to continue working there um, uh, for for five years. And I saw places that not even in Mexico I have seen. That you know, there were no running water, no electricity. There was a church. There was probably like six feet by six feet. And uh, I understood that disparities are are not united with with where you are, but they're represented with the actions that you take. Then right now over there, nobody was taking any actions. That there was a huge disparity. Then I understood that part, and I had the pleasure um, to create a, a couple of programs regarding weight management. Uh, prevention stuff, things that were never there, did not existed, and uh, suddenly, you know, I, 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 you know, my kids were getting older, and uh, they get older. They, uh, we wanted to be close to family. We have been out of the, you know, for almost ten years, out of family contact on on the same city, and they told me about Los Angeles, thing called Altamir, and I was like Los Angeles, yeah, plasticy Hollywood. I don't know, no, that's not me. I have seen the letters. And uh, they called me from Altamir and uh, with the back and forth, um, they said yes. And there was this guy called Castulo de la Rocha that uh, I had an interview with him. They told me that he was the CEO. You know, the interview was like for half an hour, ended up talking with him for two hours. And one thing led to another and they told me, you know what, we want to interview you. And, uh, and I came to uh, Los Angeles and, you know, the small clinic that I had in my brain and the, the things that, that I thought that um, I knew about this place were diminished completely. Because I came in and there's this huge, I don't know how it works, like this huge place that the only mission ambition is actually to be in the community helping. Then it was like, oh, this is my home. This is my home. This is actually what I have been building from Mexico, Chicago, and everything else because these are uh, the communities that I served in Mexico, but here, they were underserved, plus the minority of the minority, plus they have all this cultural and historic behind them. It was, it was my dream come true. Plus, I was telling my wife that I needed a place that I will be doing health education and wellness and media and being out there with the community and creating projects. And she told me, like, what's the name of the job description? I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea, because I want all of this, and suddenly Duh-da! then uh, hmm. that was kind of my journey. I have been with them until now, almost four years and two months, and i I would not change it for anything.
1: Thank you. Wow. Thank you
2: oh, that's awesome. you know i'm you were one of the first people I met here, and it was just so I felt it. I felt your love for this place. And that's what drew me in as well. I was like, wow, I've, I've chosen the right place. So thank you for sharing that. I wanted to ask, uh, you're such a natural with this, the television sets. You know, I see you on NBC News. I've seen you on ABC News. Univision, Telemundo. I don't know if there's a, there's probably other channels yeah, that yeah, I've, YouTube. Seen. I've seen.
1: i see him. He's a yeah. professional yeah.
2: on YouTube. He looks professional. Yeah. How do you how do you do, I mean, I'm I'm terrified of the camera when, you know, somebody says, oh, ABC is going to be here. I run the other way. Yeah, How do you do it? And, and what advice do you have? Because I think what you're doing is amazing because you're actually carrying that voice. And for all of us, if you have any pointers on that, because it just seems <laughs> so natural the way you do it.
3: You need to choose a way to voice your concerns and, and share information. Then there's for me, it was easier to do it uh, on, on the video stuff. Uh, on on the camera it it felt more naturally these people actually write amazingly well it's very important just to find the way that you want to message and communicate because you need to find a way to voice your your concerns and advocate and maybe it's being in in a march or or just sharing a comment in, in social media the important thing is you you need to be sincere you need to be uh respectful and you need to be there the other secret is that i am not selling any type of books I'm not giving any special diets. I don't have pills behind me. I just give free information and I give it from my heart. And I think that, you know, one thing that the four of us share is that my job is not to push anybody to any corner. My job is to make sure that they have the choice to have the information in their hands. And after that, they can do whatever they need to do. And I will be there.
0: Well, Dr. Shapiro, I, I, you know, had a chance to co-host several different uh, events uh, really focused on diversity and inclusion within our healthcare workforce and you're a true advocate for not only supporting international medical graduates but developing a bridge with our international medical schools so that there's a mutually beneficial pathway for us to learn from each other can you speak a little bit about your passion for that work and why it's so important to you
3: thank you Dr. Telemans. one of the things that we all have is that there's things that you can do to improve the world, right? There's opportunities that you have in front of you that can you can leverage and align things. And one of the things that I have seen here in the U.S. is that uh, around 20% of the entire population is Hispanic. If you add you know, how many physicians are bilingual, uh, they can actually, let, let alone the cultural part, they're bilingual or they can communicate with, with our communities, less than, less than 5%. Then you have a huge despair between the needs and, and how to change the, the the opportunities with our with our patients. And uh, if you have the choice to actually get a cultural, comp- you know, someone that actually understands your culture, your language, and understands kind of your where you're coming from. And and, and it's it it could be from 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 the language part of it, the 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 family aspect of it. It makes a difference between you taking a pill or taking care of yourself or actually understanding the messaging on the cultural way, um, understanding, you know, like maybe, you know, a tecito from, from uh, the manzanilla, you know, chamomile tea make, makes a huge difference on the family. And how can you combine both? Then at the moment that you bring, you know, international students and, um, and, and medical students and start conversing with American students and medical doctors, um, you can actually cross-pollinate. Why? Because there's no way in this world that we're so united that we cannot talk to each other.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Shapiro. Very well said.
1: Dr. Shapiro, along with being a pediatrician, you are the medical director of health education. Something that is being talked a lot about right now are the importance of the vaccine, right? Having vaccines for COVID. There is discussion right now of concerns about people even taking the vaccine. And I wanted to ask you your thoughts about getting other people comfortable with taking vaccines, especially those in the Latino community and other underrepresented minority communities that may or may not get the most accurate information out there.
3: Dr. Liu, I I I love your question because you know as a pediatrician, I'm a firm believer that vaccines save lives. Uh, You know, I'm from Mexico. I actually had the the opportunity to see a lot of. Diseases that are non-existent here in the U.S. I saw remnants of polio. I saw, uh, you know, kids dying of meningitis, and, and a different rate that we don't have here in the U.S. I saw, you know, wh- why you know uh, the whooping cough is is so deadly for for young kiddos. Um, and and I, I see the value of this. I see how a community can be changed, and how you know in Mexico, a lot of of the families were actually. In lines for hours to get the polio vaccine, or get you know the whooping cough vaccine, or get the chickenpox vaccine. Um, there's an added value there. Right now, um, talking about vaccines, it's it's the only thing that will bridge us to a healthy new community. Especially with with the COVID nineteen, we need our vaccine to get to to what we want to call a new future, and uh, or a medication. And right now. Um, A lot of people are getting scared with the vaccine that, I don't know, I don't want to take it, but we still don't have a vaccine. We need to step back. There's 100 plus, 150 plus vaccines on the making from Israel, China, Russia, Mexico has four, by the way, Uh, US, uh, we have Brazil, we have tons of places playing around with getting a vaccine. We still do not know squad, And even though that we're, you know, advancing on the faces, 4% of the vaccines actually get to our arm. But the important management here is that if we're going to have this, it's still probably probably going to be summer 20, 2021 until we actually get like a nice volume of billions of doses all over the world. Then vaccines save lives. We cannot start like predicting anything else we need to be afraid of, of of being afraid. We need to be afraid of hearing and, 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 and portraying wrong information that, that's very viral. Because if 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 it sounds like pseudoscience and that's something that I that I beg my parents to actually come with me and I ask them to send me all the WhatsApps, text messages, Facebook posts, anything that is weird to send it to me because there's a lot of, of bad actors out there. Vaccines right now, if you ask me right now, would you take this vaccine or this new medication? Which one would I choose? I would choose the vaccine. And let me tell you why. When you have a pill, you're already sick. You already have high blood pressure. Your sugars are crazy. Uh, something is going on. And, you know, like the pill is expected to have some type of side effect. But, but you're already sick. Then, eh, you know, it's part of the deal. With the vaccines, we're actually giving you the vaccine because we want you to be healthy. Healthy. Then we need to make sure that we're not harming you. It's not that we're expecting already that you, you already have a disease and you're done. We need to lower the, you know, make sure that the quality goes up and the harm goes down. Then having the vaccine will be the safer, safer choice than than the pill for, for me
0: dr shapiro, you're you're masterful at uh, communicating, and you know we've talked a little bit about your uh, celebrity status. You come to life. Uh, I've seen you various times uh, when you talk about um your passion, let's say, in this case, for prevention. Uh, so let's say you have uh, Ms Sanchez uh, who's the mother of a you know four or five year old who's resisting, not interested in vaccines. How would you talk to her in Espanol and convince yeah. her? That it's worth considering
3: con, con good to give you the background of my my thoughts and after after that i'm going to do it in spanish first thing i need to understand what's the problem because we when we all go to the doctor including me and, and the, the three of you fellows um we always have like a secret agenda we all have a secret agenda it's not the pain here in my arm it's probably i'm very worried about my cholesterol or you know I have an issue down there or, or some, there's always a secret agenda. then we need to figure out what's the secret agenda from this mom and trying to figure out how can I bring more information of the things that she has and how can I bridge the information that I have to make sure that she has at least the, the correct information to take decisions. Uh, the first thing is you know like, uh, I, I always understand you know like I'm here not to judge. No, I keep it up. I'm going to switch to Spanish. No soy aquí para, eh, no soy aquí para crear ningún juicio. No soy aquí para darle dolores de cabeza. Yo soy aquí completamente señora para usted y para su hijo. Yo soy su servidor. De la misma manera que usted llega a un restaurante y tiene un mesero, yo soy su mesero aquí. Entonces, usted me ordena a mí. Yo soy parte de su equipo. Entonces, I, I, I leverage, right the first thing that I do is on reality and tell her that I'm, I'm their servant for them. I'm like kind of the waiter for them that, you know, if you come to a restaurant, the waiter will be there for them. And I'm not going to choose anything. I'm going to show the menu. Entonces, le voy a enseñar el menú. Eh, le pregunto. The first thing that I do is, you know, why are you concerned? And a lot of the families, muchas de las familias, will have issues with with autism and and family issues. Uh, y muchas muchas de las familias tienen problemas con lo del autismo. Then, um, and let's 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 say that there's family members that had autism. Uh, then le diría, señora, mire. El autismo, le doy la, los números, estos son los números importantes del autismo. Esto es lo que pueden pasar. Su hijo ya tiene cuatro o cinco años. Ya pasó, o sea, la, la gran cantidad de la gente que tiene autismo ya pasó esa parte. De hecho, hay muchos niños que nunca tienen vacunas y de todos modos les da el autismo. Entonces, eh, no hay una relación real entre una y la otra. Eh, le platico un poquito del del de, 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 I go back to England and I start telling them about how the whole myth started regarding uh, uh, autism and at least I level to their concerns and I try to make sure that they understand that I'm here to help and provide the menu and I will be always here. Some of them will go, you know what, dog, you're right, you know, my, my husband, my family, the what whatever thing they had, but I, I can try, or they will go like, you know what, give me information, I will call you tomorrow. And that's okay. Or you know what? What the hell, give me everything, you know, it's more than four, I'm I'm good with it. Then there's not a right or wrong answer with this. There's a lot of information out there and, and us as as healthcare providers, not doctors, nurses, or whatever we are, like providers of health. We need to make sure that we are catering the concerns and the real, you know, the, the, the real thing that they have inside of their hearts and go there. Because if we wait, it, it doesn't work.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. Get I
2: the vaccine. That. Get the
3: vaccine.
0: You know,
2: I love that. That I really believe in that. And it, it makes the it makes the visit a lot more uh, enjoyable for everybody. You know, and that that's I'm I'm so glad you're saying that. Yeah.
1: We traditionally end our podcast with a question for the many pre-medical and pre-health students listening to our show. Dr. Shapiro, can you offer any advice to those out there right now, possibly struggling to hold on to their own dreams of becoming a future healthcare provider, and one day working alongside you both here at Altimed and even in front of the camera?
3: We all have challenges, and we all have things in front of us, and we all... Know the path, and we, we know the suffering, and we, you know people have been in front of us, and we, nobody will have a perfect life, even if, if you think that they are having a perfect life. The only thing that you cannot say to yourself is, make sure that whatever you do right now in any time of, time of your life is put, put yourself on the last moments in your life. You're ready to go. What is the world going to remember you for? When you have that image and you go like, ah, that's it, that's, that's your dream. That's where you need to go. That's where you need to achieve absolutely everything. And there will be billions of places, choices, and things that you will get there. But if you see the other way around, it's, it's easier to get there. One thing that we all share right now is that technology has been a game changer right now with COVID-19. If we didn't have it, our patients will not be taken care of for months that we were having, you know, reduced numbers in, in the clinics. We could not reach them at their houses. We could not do the services that we're doing right now. And imagine putting that together with diabetes group visits that we're doing, or putting that with healthcare, education and wellness for, 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 for weight checks with kids, or putting that part on social determinants of health and making sure that the parents understand how to cook better for the kids. And it's a package. Then at the end of the day, that package is in our hands. That package is something that we need to share. And we need most importantly, we have all been helped. All of us. All of us. We have been helped. We have been nurtured. Even maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, and we can debate all the all what we want, but we have always been helped with someone. Then that's the thing and the mission that all of us need to have to actually give your hand to the fellow that needs help. Make sure that you remember that. You're not everything, and always be humble. I, I I really I really believe that you know you need to be responsible, humble, and honest with any decision that you're doing. Then that's that's kind of the the core three things that you know I I try to convey to anybody that I that I can touch.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Shapiro. Uh, really uh, insightful comments uh, regarding your journey. Uh, to become to becoming not only a, a international pediatrician, as you shared earlier, but really an international star. Yes. Uh, and really uh, creating bridges, uh, not only helping us think through how we improve health, and we know that social inequities exist everywhere and not just in the United States, uh, and how we learn from other countries who uh, are developing best practices and approaches, but just the fact that you're committed to being a voice, a voice of equity, on uh, in media, and more importantly, that you share a very important voice and that's the the Latino, the Spanish speaking uh, voice of our physicians and our commitment uh, to our communities. And and that's a very important one uh, because oftentimes that's one that's missing. And so I just really wanted to thank you for joining us. uh, Thank you. At the Institute podcast. I know we'll have you again soon. Maybe you'll even co-host with us. Uh, That'd be really fun. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I want to thank our very special guest, Dr. Ilan Shapiro. Thank you for listening to another episode of Health Equity from the Front Lines, brought to you by the Ultimate Institute for Health Equity. On behalf of our co-hosts, Dr. Ephraim Talamantes and Dr. Marco Angelo, this is Dr. Roger Liu, reminding everyone, if you ever feel discouraged on your path to remember these words,
3: put yourself on the last moments in your life. You're ready to go. What is the world going to remember you for?
1: Stay safe and keep on fighting. We'll see you on the front lines.